Hello, this is Brooke Volk, your host on WCBC Worldwide, which we are, Celestial Broadcast Communications, which it is, astonishingly, just what it sounds like. Celestial Communications, as from angels from the highest celestial realms, not to be classified as religious programming, but spiritual it is. Angels are not respecters of dogmas and creeds of orthodoxy. Today's message is a continuation from our previous episode, episode 18, this being episode 19 from Judas. Today's message, Judas' Experience of the Hells, Medium, H. Location, Coenza, Ecuador. This message received September 6, 2001. My dear H, today really has been one of those days for you. Yes, such are the difficulties to keep up your spirituality on earth, but you are better now, and we may proceed. As you will remember, last time I told you how the spirit who accompanied me informed me that the time had come for leaving this entrance place into the spirit world. I had come to understand perfectly well that I no longer lived on earth. I had even arrived at the knowledge that my physical state, that is, the condition of my spiritual body, was horrible. I was ugly, and I felt very bad. The spirit took me by my hand and led me to a very different place, at the same speed as he had taken me from the place of my death to the spirit world. Now I want you to describe what you are seeing. H. It seemed as if I was standing at the top of a mountain or hill. Below I could see a pretty valley with forests, meadows, springs, and streams. I heard birds singing. It was like a beautiful summer day. Suddenly everything began to dry off. The green colors turned brown. The leaves fell off the trees. And after a short time, I saw a disastrous landscape. Everything was dry. The earth cracked a few trunks like skeletons without life. The streams had disappeared, leaving behind only their stony beds. There was no sunshine anymore. Everything seemed dark, like a winter dawn in the northern regions, but without snow, and the silence of death reigned. What a contrast! Well, this is how the place looked like, where the Spirit took me. There he left me, saying that I could find an abandoned house, and that there I would have to live until I had the capacity to leave that place. You think that it was horrible, but I tell you frankly, I didn't find this so bad in the beginning. I met with many spirits in my own condition. I got used to the limited light and the barren landscape, but eventually I almost despaired. The negativity, so much negativity in those spirits. I had always been a cheerful person, I like to joke, to sing, to dance. But this place, in this hell, there was no singing or dancing, neither laughter nor a single word of comfort. Everybody took care of his own business. There was not much communication. There was not much to do, nothing to read, nothing to write, only thinking, and there were no children. And my memories came, good and bad memories, but mainly the recollection of my betrayal of the master, and of my suicide. I don't know which one was worse. One day, 
One of my neighbors broke his silence and told me that Jesus had visited this place some short time ago. He had told them that there was hope for them, that they could leave this place, and that further on a better world was waiting for them, but very few paid attention to him. When I heard this, I really broke down. Maybe there was hope, yes, but not for me. I had caused Jesus' death of that luminous spirit as the neighbor described him to me. What could I do? Nothing but to be resigned. I also found out that there were better places which I could visit, and I did so. I found places very similar to earth, with more light, much more light than where I lived, and the spirits were better, that is to say they looked better. They treated me well in spite of my ugliness, but I simply didn't belong there. I had to return. As I visited these brighter places, we were visited by spirits from the lowest hells. But what a horror! They were disgusting. And with that, I not only refer to their appearance, but to their way of being, with so much negativity. They were furious, wild, and we rejected them. They did not stay with us, but returned to their place where they belonged. Some of my neighbors told me that they had lived in these deeper hells before, and that the place where we live now almost seemed like paradise to them compared with that place. They described the constant aggressions, physical, verbal, and mental, with which these spirits suffered and inflicted, and that their world was even darker than ours, and that they often, almost like some kind of sport, tried to influence mortals, looking for people with certain inclinations and inciting them to commit atrocities. When they had incited some poor fellow, whom they had chosen to violate a girl, they hollered at him, Finish her off, she will denounce you. And when the violator had murdered his victim, they went away screaming and screeching with pleasure. They also tried to satisfy their addictions, clinging to the mind of an alcoholic, of a sexual abuser, of any person with these inclinations, but the satisfaction that they took out of living this second-hand remake of what the mortal experienced was not true satisfaction. They pushed the mortal deeper and deeper into his vice, but they themselves in turn obtained little pleasure. It was a hideous image they painted, and although our small hell vibrated from negativity, it was even worse there. It was like a swamp of perversions. We were lucky being able to live here, they explained to me. Sometimes we received the visit of luminous spirits, but I avoided them and I hid. I didn't want to fall into worse depressions, seeing them so happy and joyful while I was there in that horrible place. And nothing to do, only thinking, digging in my memories. I went so far as to blame Jesus for my situation. Why had he not acted as I had foreseen it? Was this not his fault? Why didn't he use his powers? But these thoughts didn't bring me relief, either. One day I really got scared to death when I saw Andrew. Yes, the Apostle Andrew, one of my old companions. I wanted to hide, but he spotted me. I expected a verbal attack, insults, but no. Andrew smiled at me. He took me by my hand and led me to a calm place where he spoke to me. He spoke to me of Jesus, of our life together, of the beautiful moments we passed during our journeys through Palestine. He gave me much relief. 
Afterwards, Andrew often returned, and I waited full of longings for those moments of joy in my sad and negative world. He was so full of love, without reproach, that he made me feel, well, very well. I could almost say happy, but on the other hand, my memories hurt more and more. One day, when Andrew was with me, I started to weep, without feeling ashamed and without holding back my emotions. Andrew calmed me. He told me that Jesus had forgiven me already a long time ago, at the very moment of my betrayal, and that it was only my own negativity that kept me prisoner in this horrible and hopeless place. He called my attention to the fact that many spirits arrived here from the deepest hells and that many left daily. This place, he explained to me, was just a place of transition, and this was also valid for me. He told me how all my friends waited for me in the spheres of light and that it only depended on me. Oh, yes, he really gave me a lot of hope. The day had come when I could get rid of the idea of blaming Jesus for everything, when I could see my guilt and when I repented. It hurt tremendously. It broke my heart, and I wept for a long time. I isolated myself. I no longer wanted to meet my neighbors. I spent my days in deep pain. It was then when Andrew, during one of his many visits, drew my attention to the fact that I looked different now. My God, I almost looked as I did then when on earth. Andrew explained to me what you already know. That is, that my appearance was the reflection of my soul condition and that my remorse had achieved a great change. You don't belong here anymore, he said. Come on, let's move. Something better is waiting for you. And Andrew guided me to that zone which I had visited earlier, an area of brighter light, somewhat resembling earth conditions with grass, flowers, trees, simply full of life. Yes, it really looked like paradise, and its inhabitants prepared me a beautiful welcome. At last I had contact again with human beings. It is true, there was also some negativity, but not so much, and I felt strong, positive vibrations. I felt joy. I heard laughter and singing at last, and I felt happy once again. Andrew explained to me that this area was called the Twilight Zone, or the Zone of Dawn, because, although it seemed to me then like the brightest of all lights, it was just a pale shadow of what was waiting me ahead. This was my new home. I did not live any more in a shack made of crude stone, but in a real house, and I felt happiness and friendship. I couldn't tell you how much time I had spent in hell, but it was a long time, where I could explore every corner of my recollections. The twilight zone, my dear brother, forms part of the earth plains. The great majority of spirits start their endless voyage through the spheres of the spirit world. It is perhaps the most populated place, a place of coming and going, and happy is he who from this place may initiate his progress without having to first pass through the trauma of hell. It is the place where your brothers live now, and one of them is already preparing to leave. We have arrived at a point in my experience that is a good place to make a break. 
I have spoken much of light and darkness, without explaining really what that means. In my next message, I will deal with this very important subject. I will leave you now and give you my blessings. I am happy that you need not pass through that place where I have spent so much time in depression and despair. It is an experience I wouldn't like anyone to have to go through, not to speak of what spirits live in the lower regions. You are sleepy. Sleep now. Tomorrow you write. Don't worry. You won't forget anything of what I have told you, and when you will write, I will be with you and help you. Your brother in Christ, Judas. You have been listening to one of the few personally created podcasts where Divine Love Celestial Angel messages are featured. For more information, visit DivineLoveSanctuary.com and New-Birth.net, CelestialBroadcast.com and SoulTruth.ca. This is Brooke Volk, a divine lovelit soul for you, and this has been a Divine Love Chapel of the Air Worldwide Celestial Broadcast Communication, WCBC.